There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, hey. We got some uh, some something really awesome today, right, babe? Oh, wow. Yeah. We have an interview, an exclusive interview <laughs> with one of the most beloved members of the Oak Island team. We are here and happy to present to you Vanessa Lucido. Hey, Vanessa. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome. This is a... My first podcast ever. Yay! Well, welcome to the uh, podcasting community, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time out of your day to chat with us. We've got a lot of questions for you. And, uh, you know, we just, we love what you do on the islands. Uh, it just made sense for us to reach out and try to get a chat with you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, I have to kind of share a fun fact with you real quick. Uh, oh, yeah? I was actually almost named Deidre. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was the name my mom had picked, and at the very last minute, she switched it to Vanessa. Oh so, my gosh! Yeah, look at this uh, like, connection already. What w- would have been spelled the same way? D e i d r a. I'm gonna have to double check with her, hmm. but yeah. Wow, I was named after a soap opera star, uh, so you know, and oh, yeah, maybe it's the same one. Who knows? <laughs> maybe you're my spirit animal. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that. You just made my day. So um, <laughs> that's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. So, have you ever okay this whole digging for buried treasure thing, right? To, yes. Have you ever received a request to dig for buried treasure before? So, not a legitimate request. <laughs> we might have someone, you know, in his backyard that you know would would be driving through some old town in USA and they'd see our signs or something and say, "Hey, I got gold in my backyard. Come <laughs> dig." Um, but it was always kind of like do this as a friend thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have never done anything to this scale or been. I've never been a treasure hunter before. Mm-hmm. No. Well, you are now. Yeah. Right. Uh, I guess so. You know, I actually didn't call myself that until Rick Lagina called me the other day and was like, you know, you could call yourself a treasure hunter now. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I wait for someone to tell me I could. <laughs> no, yeah, he's right. You can. If you've dug for buried treasure, you know, that's legit yeah. treasure hunter credentials right there. Yep. For sure. Yes. Yeah, so what other types of work do you and your team do besides dig for treasure? <laughs> You know, this is, this is our only time we have ever dug for treasure. Yeah. Um, I've been in this industry my entire life. Uh, we've been drillers. Uh, my dad started a company in 1979 that we were actually more of a subcontractor. And we did all the foundations under most of the casinos in Vegas, mm. which a lot of people know. You know, all the casinos, um, MGM, Treasure Island, Mirage, Circus Circus. So I kind of lived in one casino while mm-hmm. the other one was being built wow. <laughs> growing up mm-hmm. uh, so once most of vegas was built we moved into doing um, a lot of like ski poles for the lifts bridge works we worked on the san francisco bay bridge and, and we we're just kind of all over the u.s a lot of infrastructure and bridge work and wow. high rises is what we primarily do cool so was the bay bridge project after the earthquake it was or was it because of the earthquake it was, no, we were just widening it. So oh, okay. the Bay Bridge was already there and yeah. they decided that California has so many people, right? Mm-hmm. So we had to widen. So it was the Bay Bridge West Approach Viaduct widening. Gotcha. Yeah, we, uh, what was it, about a year ago, we were driving across that bridge. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. find treasure. To actually. find treasure, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, well, we uh, we were on this TV show last year, uh, Digging for Buried Treasure in San Francisco. So it's just funny that you <laughs> oh. mentioned that. Yeah, yeah kind of ironic. Funny. 
Yeah, that well, is kind of ironic, yeah. That's what we do. We, we love treasure hunting, so. Well, you know, I heard you mention working on Treasure Island, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, it feels yes. like it's there in your blood. It must be, yes. <laughs> what does a typical day look like for you and your company? Um, a typical day looks like for me, I definitely start my day off with coffee every day. Yes. Um, <laughs> my team makes fun of me because I... Uh, I have this moment of silence when I get my first coffee because it just makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after that, we're to- typically I'm touching base with the team right now with this whole COVID thing going on. You know, mm-hmm. we're doing everything remotely and we're calling or emailing and checking in on everyone, getting a status update, deciding what equipment needs work on, being sent out, coming back in. I'm very much a player coach. Um, even though I'm, you know, the CEO and the owner, I like to be involved. So yeah. I'll be walking down there, you know, walking through the yard full of equipment, checking things out with the boys. Um, and then I'm jumping on the call with our administration and COO and helping strategize the next big plan or the big project or what we got coming up. I, I do like to be very, very involved. You mentioned the equipment. What what do you guys use besides oscillators for your company? Because that's what we see. That's what, you know, the viewers get to see most of. But like, what else do you guys you use? So we, our bread and butter are the oscillators and rotators, which is similar to an oscillator, but it's a a bigger machine that will spin 360. Mm. And so we really kind of stay within the heavy foundation drilling equipment. So we do have some drill rigs in our rental fleet, some augers, um, just trying to facilitate the different types of methodologies. But we really do hone in on the oscillator and rotator methodology um, as our kind of our specialty. Cool. Yeah, and I just had one more question. ROC, ROC. What does that stand for? That's that, does it stand for, stand for anything uh, in particular? So it did not at first. Uh, we liked the name ROC, but we were tired of seeing it with a K all over the place. So we <laughs> dropped off the K. And then what we realized is our three main things that we do rent and sell is rotators, oscillator, and casing. Wow. Jeez. So it worked out really nice. That fit perfectly, <laughs> didn't it? Like a glove. Yeah, it did. It did. Wow, that's kind of so. mind-blowing, actually. <laughs> that's it, it really was. <laughs> hey, sometimes things just come together. Right? They do. So, at least for me, seeing you you know, out there coming to the island, working in what we typically see as a man's world, right? It, it's great. And I know there's a lot of kids uh, that I mentioned that they look up to you every time you come out to the island and it's just it it's really awesome what what do you think about that like what would you tell someone that wants to get into the same line of work as you I would say I mean if it's your passion and you want to do it go for it I am so humbled and I, I love that there's you know these little girls out there that are excited about seeing me with a hard hat on. I had one dad reach out to me a few weeks ago and say that his daughter has called me Princess Elsa on Oak Island. (laughs) And that he sent me a picture of her in her hard hat. And I just like, I melted. I was like, that's the cutest thing ever. Um, It's challenging. It hasn't always been easy being in this industry. Mm -hmm. You know, especially um, I was thrown into it at a very young age where one, they just didn't believe at my age that I could have the understanding and, and knowledge that I do. And then two, being, you know, a woman in a male dominant industry, mm-hmm. it was challenging. It definitely was. Well, I think what really helped me was my dad and my brothers, because mm-hmm. um, I am the only girl in my family mm-hmm. and they didn't treat me any differently. It was like, nope, I'm going to pick up the shovel. You pick up the shovel. <laughs> I'm going to go to work. We're going to go to work. And, and my dad had such confidence in me. He would send me into these meetings when I was 18 years old with a group full of, you know, men sitting at a table and I'd be walking in there telling them how we're going to start doing this grill job. Mm-hmm. And 
I did get asked to get coffee quite a few times mm-hmm. <laughs> until they realized that I was there to get to be the subcontractor. And I think just ha- having his confidence, you know, behind me to go in there and he knew that I could do it um, just kind of has stuck with me. And I just know the first part of being able to get through it is showing up and being there, even if it's hard and you're nervous to get there, showing up that first day, walking on the job site, owning yourself, owning that space it is the first step. Wow, that's that's a big first step. I have to say, I cheer. I physically cheer every time you show up. Mm-hmm. So she does. we're rooting for you. I'm like, <laughs> so it's sweet. Vanessa. She's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sweet. I have to, and I could share this with you. I, I did get permission, but I have to share a funny story. Okay. Um, I went up to Oak Island the first season thinking we were just dropping off the equipment. Didn't even, I mean, didn't even wear makeup that day. Didn't even <laughs> like come ready. And when the cameras came up, I went and hid in the casing because <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to be on camera. Oh, man. Yeah, that's really funny. So, I would have done that. So I went and hid in the casing. And then um, I think it was Marty was like, well, how do we operate this thing? And <laughs> I had to come out of the casing. <laughs> and yeah, from there, uh, they, they kind of stuck. <laughs> so. That's really funny. <laughs> that's a good story. I, I love that. Yeah. As far as uh, your job off of Oak Island goes, what's the most challenging aspect of your position and of your job? We know that you're the CEO of Rock Equipment. Yeah. Um, I think the challenge, I think the biggest challenge is is being the boss. Is mm-hmm. There's really no one above me to say, is this a good idea? Or, you know, am I doing this right? Having, I'm, I'm blessed to, you know, have had, my mother pushed me in scholastics that I'm very smart and I know how to do the research to be able to find correct answers. And then my dad was um, street smart. So I got a combination of, of both. And then I very much rely on my intuition and my gut, but it's, you know, being at the top, it's challenging in its own way because you don't have anyone above you to tell you what to do or to help you with the decisions or to make the final words you're making it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's exciting, but scary all at the same time. Yeah. A lot riding on your decision, right? So, so what? Well, what's your favorite part, or like the most rewarding moment in your career? Yeah, this is this is an easy one because it just makes me so happy. Uh, I always wanted to like give someone a trip to Disney World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even as like a little girl, I remember like watching the Super Bowl and they're like, "We're going to Disney World," and I was like, "I'm gonna like take people to Disney World one day," <laughs> which is super silly, but that little girl dream stayed with me. And two years ago, I was able to take my entire team and their family and their kids. And we went to Disney world and we had rock Mickey ear hats on Uh and we had a blast. And to see the kids of my employees who worked so hard, just having a blast with each other and enjoying Disney world. It was, I mean, Disney is magical on its Mm, own, but that was so rewarding. That was awesome. Wow. Well, Hey, can I come work for you? Uh, That's why I'm for sure. (laughs) You just want the Mickey ears, don't you? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So uh, you're based out of Utah. Is that right? So I would say that Utah and Arizona. Okay. Okay. Both of those are really quite far from that tiny little island in the North Atlantic. Yeah. Why did they, uh, how did they choose you to do the work on Oak Island? You know, did okay. you already have a relationship with someone in the fellowship of, uh, of the dig or did you get called out of the blue or th- you just uh, your reputation in the industry? So it was definitely our reputation in the industry um, because I'm, I'm slightly embarrassed to admit the Oak team called us for about six months and I did not answer their calls. Mm. Wow. Whoa. Yes, I, I didn't think it was 
for real. I thought, you know, too good to be true. No way is, you know, the history in Oak Island and they don't really want us. And I told my team, <laughs> focus on the real work, focus <laughs> on what makes us money. Yeah. And I did, I, I did not answer their calls for six months. And then I had a very trusted friend in the industry call me and say, um, it was Louis um, Fitch from uh, Birmingham who was with us uh, in season four with the flying lead. I don't know if you remember oh, yeah. him, but mm-hmm. he called me and he's like, Vanessa, they need your equipment. This is real. You need to answer them. And I was like, oh, well, how now do I call them back and be like, oops, I missed your call. <laughs> I missed six months of your call. You know My bad. I think they forgive you. <laughs> they did. So, but that, that is how we got involved was Louis had to, you know, a trusted friend had to call me and say, no, this is real. You need to, they need your equipment. Let's go do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a couple of seasons later, we, we're we still helping them out and trying to do what we can do for them. Well, you guys are doing a good job too. And you're entertaining to watch. You know, that's always a plus for TV, right? <laughs> and, you know, the equipment you bring to the islands really interesting. We get a history lesson. We get, you know, modern technology lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's uh, just a fun experience having you guys, you and your team, you know, show up on Oak Island. So I'm glad you answered that call eventually. So then what is it like to go from not returning their phone calls to suddenly being a a TV personality and also running this successful business? So I don't even see myself as a TV personality. That's kind of funny you say that. (laughs) You said that. I'm like, that's not me. Yes, it is. Some people people would beg to differ. (laughs) A lot of people. Yeah. um, You know, you got to balance it and you got to juggle it and everything. Uh, but when they're really good about when I am up there at Oak Island helping the team that they know I'm still running a business. So I'm allowed to, you know, walk away and do as much as I can. And, and my team's awesome. That rock, you know, it's not just the group you see there on the Island, but mm-hmm. I have a team, you know, at home still hitting the pavement, still making things work. And they deserve just as much credit as my team on screen. They're awesome. And they're keeping us going all year long as well. But I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> oh, you totally did. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, did you ever think that uh, drilling holes into the earth would land you onto the highest rated cable TV show? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. So. Never. Okay, my dad joked about it one time that he was like, man, we should have a drill TV show. And I was like, okay, dad, right. You know, like I was young and silly, but I, I never did. You know, well, I didn't. I thought, you know, drilling, this was so out of our mm-hmm. line of work. Um, but it's been so much fun for our mm-hmm. team and for me and um everything like that so it's it's been a well welcomed experience and the whole oak team is amazing i mean it's like going to summer camp every time we go <laughs> up there i get so excited it's seriously one of my favorite places on this earth um even just to go visit and to be and then when i see all those boys up there it's it's camp and we're singing kumbaya and we're, we're trying yeah. to find a treasure somewhere yeah, making s'mores and whatnot sure yeah yeah we were supposed to be headed there actually in just a handful of days yeah we uh we had a trip planned for mid-may it was canceled unfortunately because of uh you know what's going on in the world but eh. yeah well we'll try to go some other time it's fine you gotta take care of the world and that's what they're doing you know they don't want anybody to get sick coming up there and i guess you can't even get into canada right now right you can't that's so what's so crazy is because we do that work going on up there for other projects and we physically cannot go we have to give our equipment at the border and they take it and that's it's crazy. Yeah, you're like, please don't break on. this. <laughs> yes. I'm like, cause I don't know how well Danny can Skype repairs, but we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of Danny. Uh, yeah. So Danny's one of the people we normally see there with you, obviously. And <laughs> we refer to him as Danny the Pirate. 
Is he actually a pirate? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm going to have to watch him more closely now because he might be. <laughs> That's where all the gold's going. Yeah. <laughs> it, it might be, you know. He knows more about that equipment and that, you know, that money pit area now than anyone. Um, out, mm-hmm. Having drilled all those shafts and being finding what he's finding, but... Yeah, yeah no, Danny's awesome. Yeah, it's just funny. We hear him say, you know, he'll like, he'll just exclaim like, oh, like, and he just has a rasp <laughs> to his voice and his, and his like, it just sounds like a pirate yell, you know? Yes. He's like, he, he's uh, ready for whatever. And so we just lovingly call him Danny the Pirate. <laughs> I love it. Nope, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. We know that yell from anywhere. It can be <laughs> dubbed anywhere. It's whenever that wood or whatever comes out. Yeah. Yeah, we've actually had that as like the ender to our podcast a couple times last season. You know, after he had done that, we would uh, have him, you know, whatever his phrase was that led up to the, his uh, his pirate yell. So it's pretty good. Oh, too funny. Yeah, I good. love it. I'll have to let him know. Yeah, it's oh, funny yes. stuff. Besides Danny, you know, that you and him are the ones we see the most on screen. Who else? Or like how many other people uh, come to the island with you guys? Yeah. So um, Danny definitely is my right hand man with this. Because of his expertise, Oak Island is so far and remote Mm -hmm. that I need the best mechanic in person there. Mm -hmm. And Danny has been in this industry 35 years. He's gone to, you know, Korea and designed the equipment with me. If anything is going to break, go wrong, we have to come up with a unique situation. He's the one that's going to design and develop something right there on site for me. So um, he is definitely a... My security blanket up there on Oak Island. Mm -hmm. If I know anything's going to go wrong, he's there. And then um, over the couple seasons, we've made sure to switch out different uh, members of our team. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had Kent Peterson up there drilling. We've had Jericho Prosser, Jared Busby, John Lee, uh, really just trying to give our whole team the opportunity to experience Mm -hmm. it because it is a once in a lifetime experience for them. But then, yeah, Danny Deathly is my right hand man and he's there all the time. That's fun. Yeah, we, we always enjoy seeing uh, Danny pop up on the screen. I don't know. It just He's so ecstatic. Yeah, he just makes us happy. Oh. I don't know. He is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He is so funny. Uh, what do you think or hope or do you, do you believe that there's treasure down in the bottom of the money pit? Oh, 100% something's there. Okay. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, from drilling all over the U.S. and Canada for years, and, you know, this is what we do is we drill into the earth. And never have we encountered anything like we are up there and the man-made structures and the existing things and the tunnels and the wood and the, the thing. It's just, it's mind-boggling to it's me. It's bonkers, and yeah. it's exciting. And I, I love it from the driller's perspective. I, I love it. Even this last season, we heard you got a 100% treasure guarantee here. But, I mean, we <laughs> I haven't seen any treasure. Well, hey, I'm going to help her out with that. So, like... I think every time you stick that hammer grab into the case on, you pull up some kind of old wood, any kind of artifact that might come up that Gary Drayton, Mesexon finds, all of that is legit treasure because True. it's all lending to the, the the knowledge gained. You know, knowledge is treasure. And that like, that's part, you have to know the story in order to eventually find the treasure. And that's giving them that yeah. information, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I and I mean, I think it's just, I, I agree with that. And the, and the treasure and the finding, I mean, being 150 to 200 feet down and we're still pulling up things that shouldn't be there. Crazy. Crazy yeah. to me. Like 200 feet down, there's something like, come on, what happened yeah. down there? <laughs> like for real. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you watch the show when it airs or do you just uh, 
So you, you watch it, right? I do. I do watch it. I had not watched it before we got involved, I, um, but then I have watched it ever since. And then I actually do not get to see it before it airs. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching it right alongside you guys. So yeah. I don't know what they're going to say or what they're going to put in there. Uh, so I make sure to watch it just because it's kind of funny. I get a lot of emails from safety gurus or uh, uh, construction people saying, mm-hmm. oh, you should do this or you should do that. Or, <laughs> so I do watch to know what kind of emails I'm going to get the next morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's gotcha. funny. That makes sense, though. Like <laughs> That is funny. You work pretty close with Irving Equipment. Is that right? Yeah. When you're there? Yep, yeah. we do. They do all the... Um, actual, you know, crane work and hammer grabbing. Yeah, so they provide, they are um, a crane rental company, I believe, and they do some construction and uh, contracting as well. So they have provided the cranes each year. And then it's the last couple of years, it's been Chris, who's a local uh, Nova Scotian. Nova Scotian, is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Sounds okay, good. If not, I just made up a new word. It sounds, yes. it sounds good. It sounds right. Yeah, and so Chris has been the operator the last couple of years. Before that, it was Michelle and, and just really, really good guys and they are definitely up there assisting and being partners with us and great to work with. So what do you hope or think the treasure is, though? Mm. So I have a two-part answer to that. Okay. <laughs> because I'm terrified for what I hope it is. I don't <laughs> want it to be. <laughs> um, I hope and my thoughts and my, my, my feelings is that it is religious artifacts. Mm-hmm. That it is, you know... Um, yeah, Templar or religious. Um, mm-hmm. I know they've said what the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, that's what I hope stuff it like is. That. <laughs> yeah, so you get your superpowers. I, I really do think that's what it is. But if I'm the girl that digs up the Ark of the Covenant, <laughs> I don't want to be that. <laughs> I do not want to be the driller who actually <laughs> uncovers that or anything to do with that because that's just going to be such a world game changer and it's yeah. such a historical moment and. I don't know if I necessarily want to be that closely tied to it. <laughs> well, I, 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 I can totally understand your concern. We've seen Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark and what happens when they open up that thing. It isn't pretty. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we, we actually, uh, I, I think you've seen it. Um, we have this trading card series that we put out of these uh, Oak Island superheroes, right? And yes. the the way that the heroes gained their powers in our, because like, we have like even a little story is that they find the Ark of the Covenant, open it up. and In the money pit. Yeah, from the money pit. And it bestows superpowers on everybody that's present. And you were one of them. Well, perfect. I need some superpowers. <laughs> well, you got the ability to fly. You got mind control. Uh, you're pretty powerful. Wonderful. I love it. <laughs> See? So you are, you're already closely related to the Ark. You might as well just, you know. I think might as well just find it, yeah, right? Yeah, I hope you find it. Because that would be, that'd be the most... Uh, that would be the biggest story of all time, for real, so. It would. <laughs> it would be. It would, for sure. All right, so, hey, uh, while you're out there at the Money Pit, you interact a lot with Rick, Marty, Craig. Uh, do you have a favorite moment with each of them? I I do. Um, so, Craig is, Craig's wonderful. I mean, they're all wonderful. Mm-hmm. Of I course. I love them all. But Craig is so, like, almost, like, analytical, and, like, I can see that he's always computing the numbers, and... I love that part of him. I love standing right there with him. And it's like, we're like figuring it out together. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I go stand by Rick and I get this like history lesson and I learn so much more from him. And then I go over to Marty and he's like this businessman that he, you know, mixes it all together. So I love that they all have their own individual components to this. But what I have to say is my most favorite memories with all of them is that I was able to bring my mom and my daughter and you guys saw in one season, they, they were so nice and let me name a shaft after them mm-hmm. and I brought my mom and my daughter up there and we went to dinner and we hung out and they just treated them like 
amazing, just amazing. I mean, just like open arms on the island, come here. And, you know, for me, that was just huge. It was just huge. I mean, they've always respected me as a woman and, you know, and, and then just to see them kind of, you know, accept my family too, was just, it's huge. And and they're just really amazing people. They really are. That's so cool. That's a great story. I mean, I could, we've never met them. We've never talked to them, but we can tell that that's kind of who they are. Just that's, it it comes out way off the screen. You know, they're just uh, very gracious, very uh, knowledgeable. Yeah. I bet they're super cool to be around. They are. You know, I, I get nervous all the time when I see like TV shows or reality shows or, you know, you know, real life shows that I don't even know what they're really classified as. But, mm-hmm. And you wonder all the time, are they just putting that on for the cameras? And yeah. they're not. They, everyone up there, I cannot say a bad thing about one person on that set. Everyone um, is just really amazing human beings. And that's so rare to find. So, I mean, if there's not a treasure on Oak Island, it definitely is just the treasure of the people because it brings such an amazing group of people together. Um, which I've never had. I've been on tons of drill jobs in my life and you always have someone who's difficult to work with or someone who's irrational or someone who's Mm -hmm. there for the wrong reasons. And I I honestly cannot tell you one, one person on that site that is that that way. That's that's really wonderful to hear. So when the cameras are off, they're, they're not um, all business all the time. They can be a bunch of softies then. Hmm? Yes. That's great. So when you wrapped up drilling in the money pit, at the end of this year, this season, was it just like really sad to leave? It's always sad to leave. (laughs) (laughs) It's always sad. Yeah. It's such a unique Um, job, right? So, I mean, yeah, I would, I I would probably be super sad to uh, have this amazing experience once in a lifetime opportunity. Well, I guess you get it more than once you get it, you know, every year or so, but um, (laughs) you know, not everybody gets to do what you're doing and, to wrap it up and kind of go home for the year, you know, I'd be pretty sad, I think, so. Like I said, it's like summer camp. You're, you know, you're up in this beautiful place in the woods with all your friends, you mm-hmm. know, working on this big adventure, and then summer is over, and you got to go home, and, you know, it's a little a little bit bitter and mm-hmm. sad and, and hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's an adjustment when you get home, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. It is. If you could work in, say, another area on Oak Island besides just the money pit, where would you want to dig or where would you want to go? Oh, maybe David Blankenship's front yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what has he got buried there? Right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's time to find out. Yeah, he's been on that island a long time. He's got he's got uh, 730 bottles of, uh, like, discarded bottles of Crown, Crown Royal. Right. Crown Royal, yeah. Hey, one man's treasure, right? That's, that's right. That's his treasure, yeah. That's so funny. I don't know. If you... Uh, would you want to ever go out and drill in the swamp or is it just too stingy? <laughs> um, I think after being a, a horse mom and a, a mom <laughs> to humans, you're kind of immune to anything that smells. So yeah, I yeah. would be, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would be totally fine working in the swamp. I think it'd be fun. Um, I, I'm open to drilling anywhere they would like to put a shaft down on Oak Island. I'd be, I'd be more than willing. You think that's feasible to do something like that in the swamp? I, we know that they put yeah. the floating barge out there. You know, they, there's, there's some, there's some kind of real mystery there. So, I mean, might be worth there putting a sure case on is. down there. There for sure is, you know, um, not on Oak Island, obviously, but um, we have done barge work in Canada and in the U.S. that we've put oscillators right on barges and drilled some shafts for bridge piers and stuff like that. So oh, wow. that's not completely out of our um, scope of work. 
um, and it's something we could definitely facilitate. Well, Rick and Marty, I think we got a new project. Cause, uh, well, like watching the last episode, you know, they're considering a real big, like big dig, you know, kind of like a hundred foot wide dig. And that might not use your guys' resources. So moving over to the swamp might not be a bad idea. Might not be. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just let you know that it, it is in Rock's resources. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. We were going to ask that, too. <laughs> uh, so you guys were just in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a large project in San Francisco, which was a um, 150 by 150 uh, square mm-hmm. that we had to put secant walls in, which you know went down 100, 100 feet mm. to be able to shore up the existing buildings to place a new sky rise or, or a new wow. uh, Okay. Yeah. So okay. um, our equipment does do uh, interlocking. That's when we need the rotator, as I mentioned before, but does do interlocking caissons ah. that then you would make a complete wall, a shoring wall or something like that. So, okay. Yeah. So, so we haven't seen the last view on Oak Island yet. Can, check that off the who, list. We, we were, who we were, knows? yeah, who knows, but we were concerned. So that, that uh, alleviates some of our concern, I think. <laughs> we like seeing you guys out there and we always have to have our uh, classic Danny the Pirate moment every year so we're looking forward to that for the next season as well, well fingers we will crossed see. we'll anyway. see what happens yeah right? fingers crossed yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I was like no wait no they have to come back mm-hmm. you know I need to cheer when you show up like don't <laughs> no. take it away <laughs> okay can you tell us a funny story about the fellowship we love a good funny story so. yeah maybe about uh, other than Rick Marty and Craig because I guess we've already touched on them right yeah um, um, oh, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> you are putting me on the spot. Okay, oh, David. David's my favorite. I love <laughs> his relationship so much. Because, you know, he's been right there in the money pit with us every year. And he's in the loader, you know, and taking out the spoils and stuff. Um, but I think the first time I met him, he came up and he handed me a little mini bottle of Crown. And it was like <laughs> 10 a.m. in the morning. And I'm on a drill project. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, David, what am I supposed to do with this? And he's like, you're supposed to drink it. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, funny. I was like, okay, I'll save this for tonight. He's like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Yes. That's yeah, so funny. But... That's so funny. Yeah, we call him the uh, the rowdy one. So. Oh, he's a, he's a teddy bear. I love him. Good. That's fun. Yeah. If you had to trade places with like one other fellowship at the dig member and do their job or learn their job for a day, maybe a week, who would, who would you want to trade with? Oh, I would trade with Rick. Okay. I am so jealous of how dirty he gets to get. <laughs> yeah, he's filthy as sometimes. Soon, as soon as I, because I am someone who likes to work with my hands, and you know, if mm-hmm. I'm at, you know, at home or in the yard, I, I'm dusty and dirty. But when I get up there on Oak Island, my boys, my team takes such good care of me that like I go to pick up something and they run over and pick it up. And they're like, no, 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 you're not doing it. You're not. And, <laughs> and I miss being up there working my booty off for lack of better word. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's very weird for me to stand there and and you know kind of take a back seat and not be hands-on because i very much like uh, the manual labor and the hands-on approach absolutely i i totally know that feeling i'm there I guess with she, you she really is your spirit you animal, are my spirit animal. sounds just like dj <laughs> <laughs> oh too funny so then i guess if i asked you if you were a rick or a marty you'd say you were a rick i, I think i'm a combination of both you know because I definitely got the business component going on, you know, like mm-hmm. Marty and, the, and that mindset. And I'm in there to, to do work and, and that whole component. But then, you know, I, I don't mind muddy boots like Rick. So I, I think I'm a balance of both of them. 
That's good. It's it's good to be a bounce. Like uh, Deidre is definitely a Marty, and I'm definitely a Rick. So mm -hmm. okay. uh, we balance each other. But you've already, you got the balance of both like already in you. So good Impressive. job on that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What was the most unexpected thing you've seen pulled out of one of your caissons? Um, aside from Oak Island. Oh, um, well, I was I was thinking Oak Island, but but now both. I really yeah, want to know. Yeah, now we want to know both. <laughs> uh, so wow, a lot of San Francisco going on today. But back in San Francisco. <laughs> On that project I was telling you about that we did the uh, the secant wall, uh -huh. we pulled out a mammoth tooth. What? Wow. Hmm. Yeah, that is now in the Smithsonian. That word's not coming out right. Uh, yeah, Smithsonian. Museum. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's uh, that would be quite the find. It was. It was really cool. Jeez, that's I did not see that coming. Yeah, I was hoping you weren't going to say I pulled out this weird ceramic box because that's what we were looking for in California. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So what about on Oak no. Island? You know, we've seen some kind of you know metal being pulled out. Sometimes there was like this weird hinge from past seasons. There was, uh, you know, um, I think that they kind of probably know what the stuff is, but they leave the viewers hanging a little bit sometimes. <laughs> You know, so like, we're like, what is that? Why don't they talk about that? Like, is there anything interesting coming out of the money pit that you're just like, whoa, I didn't expect that. Uh, no, oh, I mean, I didn't expect any of the stuff that's mm -hmm. coming out of the money pit. So yeah, <laughs> it's all very, very cool. But I am surprised with uh, how well the equipment has been able to get stuff out. You know, when you do see that big sheet of metal that we are able to pull it out that intact or yeah. some of the big timbers that we're able to that. So that's what's remarkable to me is that we're able to retrieve things in in peace. Yeah. you know intact yeah so cool. um but i would say there's been everything that we've pulled out that is man-made or it's it just been remarkable to me at those depths that's cool yeah like this year we've seen the timbers come out with the marks cut into them and yeah. that's really interesting we we talked to laird last week and he said that he didn't think that they were marks cut on purpose like uh, roman numerals like what we saw on the u-shaped structure in smith's cove but he wasn't sure but, uh, you know, Terry Matheson sure sounded like, oh, man, that's a deliberate, you know, carving onto this piece of wood. So I'm excited to learn more about that stuff. And I hope they show it next season, obviously. Um, yeah. yeah. Laird was telling us about how in the U-shaped structure, the Roman numerals were probably meant to uh, kind of like you put the number three with the number four. And it's kind of like a Deidre calls it the Lincoln log theory mm -hmm. where you. Uh, oh, yeah. You have these how you would build it basically you put the numbers with each other mm -hmm. so. so those were the ikea instructions that's Thank that's something else that she calls it <laughs> yes you guys are like the same I, seriously <laughs> so and then he went on to tell us they were you know they used to do prefab homes quote unquote early in yeah back in the like 1500s yeah. 1600s and that's and they would you know use those markings to do that it's just it's interesting that you you and mm -hmm. your team pull that out of the money pit now, and we've seen something like it in Smith's Cove, mm -hmm. and it leads credence to each other. So it's just pretty exciting to see stuff like that could correlate with each other. For sure. So on TV, it looks pretty quick, but in reality, how long does it take your equipment to like reach a depth of, like say, 100 feet? Um, 100 feet, we're typically getting um, in two to three days. Okay. Wow. Yeah, like on TV, sometimes it seems really fast. Well, like when you first showed up and they would uh, do the uh, bring the oscillator over and they put in the can, uh, they would leave that as a cliffhanger on one episode and then it would continue through the next episode. And then we might finally get to some kind of depth on the third episode of this one case on this year is so quick. You know, they would put it down and they'd say, OK, we're at 100 feet deep, you know, and mm -hmm. we don't realize as viewers that that's like, you know, three days have gone by because it just looks like 
a couple hours. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Hey, let's just yeah. get down there and dig stuff out. You know, the team, as you can see, we've done a couple seasons now, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we've kept the same team. So they are getting quicker and quicker, and they're learning it, you know, and just working together better. And this year, we did have a larger oscillator, which had more power. So um, it, it, go, it goes pretty smooth, and each year, it's, it's getting uh, quicker and quicker. Well, and last season, so we had the smaller caissons last year, yes. but how surprised were you when they started like pulling out those, the teeth from the bottom? Um, when we, when Gary's metal detecting, it's like, oh, that's a tooth from the bottom of it. Well, no one likes their dirty laundry aired, but <laughs> we're going to go there. <laughs> well, it just, no. it's, sorry. It's just no, a little mind fine. bending that it, that can happen. And how the teeth were being pulled mm -hmm. is what's mind-boggling to me and our machinists and our mechanics and our drillers. We've studied that because it's almost like the teeth got stretched because huh. there's there's a hole that so that the tooth on the bottom of the can goes in this pocket and then there's a pin that goes through it to hold them in place. Oh, so that okay. if you do break off a tooth, we can punch out the pin and replace the tooth. Uh -huh. These pockets were stretched. Hmm. And that to me, that it's never happened on any of our other drill jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like something was down there pulling from the opposite direction, and it was it was a very mind-boggling experience for us as well, frustrating as well, um, expensive as well. I mean, each of those teeth are well over a hundred dollars. I mean, it's not a cheap mm -hmm. component. Yeah. Um, but you know, I would have it would have made sense if they would have sheared off or if they would have broke off or something like that, but. Them being stretched that way was very um, unique and confusing. Classic Oak Island right there. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> Steel doesn't really stretch. Yeah. <laughs> so, it doesn't. So See, that's the That's crazy pretty crazy. Part. Yeah, wow. All right, well, yeah, crazy. Wow. Yeah. All right, so um, how satisfying is it to you and your team to contribute so much to this uh, information hunt of uh, Oak Island? Um. It's satisfying. Obviously, we want to give them all the answers. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's a satisfying component and then, you know, a, a dissatisfying component. But um, as long as, you know, we're able to provide them with where they want to drill and we can get the cans down to where they want to go and it's giving them some sort of answers or no answers, which is an answer, we're more than happy to keep helping them, you know, and to keep on this hunt. Yeah, well, we appreciate what you guys do there. It as viewers, we get to learn a whole bunch. Um, every, like I said earlier, every time the hammer grab comes up with something new, it adds to not just it adds to the story of Oak Island, and it adds to the information that can uh, tell us where the story may have been or where to go in the future. So it just it's it's hard to know what you're gonna you you don't know what you're gonna pull up, but anytime you uh, anytime something comes up, it could just be a game changer. So it's just I don't know. It's just very fascinating what you guys do. Thank you. Right. I, I feel like we're really, uh, really lucky and to have this opportunity and definitely going to go down in all of our personal history books for our family. <laughs> so um, just as we're wrapping up here, real, is there anything that you want to make sure we did get an opportunity to talk about? Maybe something that listeners, not listeners, watchers may not know or you would want them to know? We, we've touched on a, a lot, but yeah. you know, I just want to make sure you have that opportunity, too. Yeah, I I would just say, um, which they might have already gathered from everything I've said um, on this podcast, but 
that I do get a lot of, you know, emails or messages or DMs saying, is it real? Is it true? And, you know, there's people that are super supportive and then people that are super skeptical. And I'm, I'm a real human. I'm a real person. And it, it's real. Something's going on up there. Something is very much real. And everyone up there has the best intentions and is whether it's frustrating for you as viewers at home, we're all working and trying to figure this out as fast as we can and using every sort of technology and information and everything possible because we all have the same goal. Just It's been a great experience. Not sure where it's going to go from here, but I just wish everyone the best of luck and that they find success and whatever success may be to them. Yeah, well, that's uh, that sounds pretty good because we that's what we hope for them you know we just hope that they have the most successes uh, that they can have we hope that they find what they're looking for and that we're just appreciative that we get to go on the ride with them and with you because a big part of the team uh if you're not i don't know how long um you guys go like how when okay that's a might be a good question just when you show up how long are you in the oak island area is it week month months <laughs> um <laughs> It depends on the season and mm-hmm. how many sh- uh, holes we're putting down. Yeah. Um, it typically takes us about a week to put down um, a shaft on Oak Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that's typical drill time, you know, in, in the in the production world, not mm-hmm. not production as in TV, but in production as in a normal job site. We're putting mm-hmm. down shafts a little bit quicker, but up on Oak Island with all the given variables, we're about there a week a shaft, and and then it just depends on how many shafts we're going to put down in the area. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, one other question I had about those shafts. Um, we went from a five foot wide uh, caisson to the eight foot this year. Um, were you yes. excited about the increase of size or like, does that matter much to you or what do you guys feel? Oh about yeah. That? Yeah. I was pushing the larger cans from day one. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, the bigger, the better we're doing sometimes on projects, 12 foot diameter shaft. Oh, wow. wow. Um, so I'm, you know, knowing that they wanted to do a lot of surface area and to explore stuff. I've, I've definitely been a, candidate and a pusher for the larger diameter okay cool you know i think a hundred foot diameter shaft (laughs) might be approximately a good size yeah i like it they tried that once i don't know let's try it again Uh yeah Yeah, well i think they we have more time to try it now so back in the 70s i guess was it or the 60s uh they had the dunfield excavation where he did the 100 foot wide you know 100 and some foot deep pit and he only had six months to do it. And then when it was done, he pushed everything back in and he wasn't able yeah. to, to like do it really properly. I mean, he gave it his best shot with the limited time he had, but I mean, six months, that's like nothing. Yeah. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. but now we kind of have the ability to spread it over years if need be. So they're able to do it in a more careful and protecting whatever, you know, it's just not so fast. When, when you do it so fast like that, you get sloppy. So, and mm-hmm. you guys are all professionals and you want to make sure it's all done right. So we can appreciate that. And if it takes longer, it takes longer. It's not that big of a deal. You know, we still get entertained by other aspects of the show. Yeah. So. No, I'd agree with that. I'm just like kind of a side note. I thought I was told that a uh, Dunfield was from Arizona as well. Wow. So it's weird that, you know, we're from Arizona as well. That's where all of our equipment stored. So it's kind of unique that even over the years, Arizona and clear across the world and Nova Scotia, <laughs> clear across North America, Nova Scotia has this uh, unique ties. Yes. Well, it must be meant to be. Yes. Final uh, real question here. Do you just have one favorite like overall memory of Oak Island? I would have to say uh, one of my, yes, my overall favorite moment was this year when Lee Lamb came. Mm. 
and you know there there's not many females on the island or yeah. working on the island you know and everything that she's gone through and she is just this sweet old lady who came right up there and they you know allowed me to teach her how to run the oscillator and typically I would have expected you know people that are not in the industry or not going to be an operator they normally learn and then they're like okay that's enough and they step back mm -hmm. and she did not she was like still moving it and watching mm -hmm. it she's like oh I'm getting this and and I think she would have stayed there longer had it not been so cold mm -hmm. and just keep running it but it was it was an awesome experience to um one teach teach someone who's that iconic to Oak Island mm -hmm. um and then um someone you know I've never taught a, another woman or you know an, an older lady so mm -hmm. it was it just, you know, reminded me of like my grandma or something like yeah. that. I mean, this was the most respect and love ever. I'm not trying to call her old yeah. or anything, but just, it was just such a warm and awesome experience. And, um, I would definitely have to say that it was one of my top ones. And, and her brother was so respectful and you would have thought that, you know, um, he would have wanted to jump right in and kind of take it over, but he's like, no, 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 this is your moment. You do it. And Aww. he just stood behind her and was just so supportive. And it was, that that was probably my favorite moment. No, that's very sweet. Yeah, that, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that that was a. It felt like a special moment for the viewers as well. Just watching Lee get to dig on Oak Island, and you're 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 behind her telling her you're digging on Oak Island. You know, that's just a, a powerful. Like a, it's emotional. You mm -hmm. know, it's just an yeah. emotional moment because of her family's history and you know the family tragedy. You know, just coming full circle and able to uh, do something so significant on the island was just kind of a magical moment. Mm -hmm. It, it really was. It was. Okay. It meant a lot to me. And I didn't even realize it was going to mean so much to me, but it, it did. It, yeah. was, it was a wonderful experience. That's really cool. That's awesome. Well, you can expect my application in the mail here shortly <laughs> if you ever want to teach. So um, <laughs> maybe open up an apprenticeship program. That's <laughs> Uh, but I think, are, are we... Yeah, that's about it. We just you know, want to say, like, you guys, um, when you guys are digging, the whole world is rooting you on. So we just want to thank you guys so much for making the Curse of Oak Island an even more enjoyable experience for everybody that watches. And we just, uh, we really appreciate what you guys do out there on the island. Thank you. I really, I really appreciate that. You guys are wonderful. You have great content and the trading cards have been hilariously welcomed and wonderful and Really appreciate you guys being a porters and such a, a positive component as well. All right, well, oh, well, we appreciate you. that. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, we'll have to get a mailing address for your company and send you guys a bunch of uh, the uh, cards, the Vanessa cards. <laughs> that would be wonderful. I got some nephews that would love them. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> they, well, we'll make think about the yeah, we'll make sure to include the rest of the fellowship too. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Thank you for your time, and we will let you go. You've got a business to run, so we don't want to take up any more. I do. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Vanessa. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. Bye bye. Well, how cool was that? Wow that that was really really special. Yeah, and we got to learn so much about Vanessa, someone that we see a lot of, but we don't maybe hear a lot from. No, and you know, I'm really glad that we got to spend this time talking with her, learning more about her, her expertise, her background, her thoughts on Oak Island. Yeah, her and business and you know, we got to learn that she's like willing to take her whole team to Disney World. I mean, right? how cool is that? That's a cool boss. Uh, she's pretty much superhuman. <laughs> and she was almost named Deidre. Oh, oh my goodness, I'm telling you. 
<laughs> Spirit animal. Right? Yeah. I am team Vanessa. I do cheer for her every time she shows up. You so. do. You do. The Oak Island team is the gifts that just keep on giving because we don't, we're not stopping here. Not with uh, just our interview with Vanessa, which was amazing, but yes. we have more coming, don't we? Uh, matter of fact, coming Sunday, which is May 10th. Isn't that Mother's Day? It is. We have a fantastic gift for our listeners. All the moms out there. The, all the moms. Maybe the dads too. The dads. Uh, everybody. Everybody. Okay. This isn't just like an exclusive club here. It's just funny that it's on Mother's Day, but you know. Yeah, I am so excited. This. Did you give me this as a Mother's Day gift? I, I kind of set it up that way. Uh, did you? Except for I think you set it up. I, <laughs> I gave myself a Mother's Day gift. Yeah, something like that. All right. Well. At 2 o'clock Pacific time, we are going to be live. Live? Live. On Facebook. With Sir Stephen Guptill. The royal cartographer himself? The royal cartographer himself. Oh, sweet. So we have more Oak Island interviews coming to a podcast near you. This next (laughs) one... It's going to be live. I am stoked to talk to the, uh, the Mr. one and only Mr. Uh, Guppy. Guppy. Yeah. So I'm excited that he's agreed to speak with us. <laughs> right. I mean, that's they got to agree to. Mm-hmm. And they did. So we got that coming. We've got some more interviews coming that we won't. Qu- Maybe we'll tease at the end of the Steve interview. But <laughs> there we go. Yeah. We've got more stuff coming. So stick with us. Right. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Just hang out on our podcast page. We'll have more fun, exciting surprises to come. Mm-hmm. And you'll be pleasantly surprised. Maybe shocked. Maybe you're <gasps> like, whoa, why would those people agree to talk to uh, Deidre and Dustin? <laughs> Where can they find this live? All right. So you go to Facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast. I used to be like www.facebook. Okay. Let's just let's just put it back to just the basic, what you taught me to say. Facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast. Go there at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. So that would be 5 o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Nova Scotia like Steve, 6 o'clock p.m., mm-hmm. log on to or you just get on Facebook, find our page, and boom, you're in. And you can just chill out and wait. And we're going to be there with Steve Guptill live on Mother's Day. Can't think of a better present for my wife. You know what? I can't think of a better present for your mom. Like, she's all about Oak Island now, right? Oh, yes, she is. Look at that. Two birds, one stone. Yeah, it's going to be a party. It's going to be fun. So stay tuned. If you liked the Vanessa interview, if you liked the Laird interview, you're going to like the Steve interview. And you're going to like the interviews beyond that because we're not done. We're not done. We're, We're not, not done. done. Yeah, we ask the got, tough questions. We've got lots more coming. <laughs> We're just excited to bring it to you. If you want to like get a hold of us, please reach out. You could email us at oakislandpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or both at, at Oak Island Podcast, right? Correct. And then you can even tweet at us, and that's at Oak Island Pod. We also have a website where you can find all that stuff, oakislandpodcast.com. Pretty straightforward. That's pretty straightforward. You can't get more straightforward than that. And last thing, last way you can connect with us, Oak Island Podcast phone line, the voicemail line. The hotline. Yeah, 360-836-4549. If you have a question for one of the people that we haven't interviewed yet, maybe it might be a good chance to just phone in, say, hey, just send us the questions. And if we get to those people on uh, as far as uh, interviews, maybe we can play them and play your sweet question for that cast member. Doesn't mean they'll be able to answer. Yeah, you never know, but it might be fun, right? It 
Definitely. It's going to be fun. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, being part of our Oak Island family. Talked about those trading cards. That's the last thing I'm going to throw out there just so that it's out there. If you want to get those sweet Oak Island trading cards, you can sign up on Patreon. That's a a way to support us. Patreon.com slash Oak Island Podcast. Or you go to our website, oakislandpodcast.com. Boom. Goes the dynamite. Yeah. Thanks, Vanessa, again for the awesome interview. Anything else? No. So until next time. Could it be?